0: Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste.
1: Hey, Jenny, it- how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. It has been so long since we spoke last. <laughs> it
0: <Yeah. is.
1: laughs> <laughs> or or just right now. <laughs> but either way, it's always great to uh, to get a chance to catch up with you. So I think what we're doing today is we're introducing our amazing uh, guest on this episode, That's and right. we we have the excellent Sam with us. This is a local sewist to my area who is joining us to talk about petite sewing, which is similar in terms of some of the uh, the struggles you face when patterns simply aren't designed to recognize your body. Right. Um, And
0: we learned a lot from Sam, especially things like you can't just go by, oh, you just take off a few inches off the bottom and then you'll be fine.
1: Yeah. And that's something I expect to be able to use right now because my granddaughter is sized out of children's patterns for the most part. Her measurements are about a 32 inch chest to a 32 inch waist to a 34 inch hip. And that is bigger than most children's patterns, but because she is Eleven years old, um, she is definitely not tall enough yet to fit into most adult patterns. But I I found a few patterns that are styles I think she'd enjoy, and I'm going to use some of the information that Sam provided in that interview to help me take her measurements and look at specific points that are likely to be different for someone who is shorter in order to adjust those patterns up. So for example, I'm planning to make the five out of four easy tea dress for her. And I know having spoken to Sam that in addition to looking at how short or long-waisted my granddaughter is, I need to check how short or long the depth from her uh, shoulder to her armpit are, for example, to make sure that I'm not just taking the, the distance that needs to be compressed out of, out of the waist of the dress, which is what I do for myself because I am short-waisted, but I am otherwise pretty average for a five foot six person. And so I learned enough in there that I think I'm going to be able to make a real go at making patterns drafted for five foot five to five foot six adults fit my five foot one inch granddaughter.
0: Yeah. I, there was a lot of good information in there. And Sam is basically the first person I've ever heard who's used that Finished garment measurement that comes on big four patterns, like from the yeah. back of the neck.
1: <laughs> and yet, and yet, even Sam agreed that's the dumbest pattern measurement to put on the back of the envelope because it's the least likely to help the broadest number of sewers yes. know what size you need to make. Yeah. But yes, that that's actually useful when you're when you're in that position. Um, in addition, my recollection is. She had a, a technique for figuring out your measurements that, that you're planning to use. Now, I'm going to describe what I think the technique is, and then you're going to tell us what it actually is. I'm pretty sure what happens is you tape some paper up on the wall, you back up against it, you cover your face with your hands, and then Jim will spray paint <laughs> all across you and all around. And that outline is what we're going to use to measure your your body. Am I no. close?
0: That is close, actually. I think that might be better than the idea that, that I
1: have. <laughs> hey, you but, may disagree after the spray paint dries, but... Um. <laughs> yeah,
0: you'll listen and you'll hear this great technique in there. So, <laughs> and you'll find out how, how useful that can be. And I think it's useful not just for petite. So that that's one thing about this episode. It is not just for petite sewists. These kind of uh, measurements, I think, can mm-hmm. help anyone. Um, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate, but as you found out recently with your shoulder slope, if yes. you had done some of the measuring that Sam recommends, even as a taller than average, so as you would have found that issue that and been corrected earlier. So yeah, yeah I, I think it was a really good episode. I was really excited to, um, to, uh, have Sam as a guest. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did our conversation.
0: Hi, Jenny. How you doing? I am so good. How about you, Beverly? I'm doing good. Today we are lucky to be joined by someone to talk to us about something we've never talked about before. That's true because I think
1: neither of us have a lot of experience in this area.
0: No, we don't. Sam, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Hi, yeah, my name's Sam. Uh, my Instagram handle
2: is Mini Madel Creates. Uh, Madel means a uh, little girl in German. Ah. um so I'm a German teacher okay so that seems weird um <laughs> obviously not German by the accent um but yeah I'm a German <laughs> teacher and so yeah my in, my Instagram handle is mini made or creates and my blog uh, is also mini so that's how you can find me
0: so have you been sewing for your whole life or how did you learn to sew
2: so I always
0: wanted to be
2: able to sew um and when I was a kid especially but nobody in my family knew how to sew so I kind of just made it up like I would find like those you know those weird like sewing kits that you get from hotels and stuff or used to anyway. I would like (laughs) use those and then my dad is really short like the rest of my family. And so my mom would like have to take his trousers up and the she would give me the bottom pieces that she cut off and I would use those to try and sew. I'm using air quotes right now because it wasn't really sewing it was just like (laughs) hoping that it would stay on like my teddy bears and stuff and then so I always wanted to and I kind of figured things out I would do that thing where you like slip the side of your jeans and add like a panel to make them even bigger but it wasn't until like my 20s I my ex-boyfriend his aunt could sew and I was like yes
1: finally so she (laughs) taught me
2: to sew properly and then it was probably 2000 and I sewed on and off but it was probably about 2016 that I discovered like indie patterns and really fell down the sewing rabbit hole so uh, all my life but probably officially properly sewing since 2016 I'd say
0: so do, is your is your wardrobe pretty much entirely made by you or do you uh, have like 50/50 or
2: I would say 50/50 it's getting better it's a mixture of me made and then uh thrifted um I love to thrift so it's probably a combination of the two it's getting better But the issue is a lot of my earlier makes was when I didn't know as much about fitting. So it's like every make I get a little bit better at fitting for myself. So the trouble is, is like older makes when I put them on, all I see is what's wrong with them. So it's kind of like still building up. But eventually I would like it to be 100%. But also,
1: Sam is one of the few guests we've had that I've met in person and seen seen her sewing in person and and I can say that it's it's really lovely for whatever flaws that all of us can see in our own makes yeah I've I've never been anything less than blown away by the the items I've seen I I recall particularly loving the dress that you wore to uh that very first and only frocktails event that I attended uh when I started up sewing before the pandemic
2: and well, I love
1: that made that less of a thing, <laughs> and that was that was one of the ones that that made me envious that I couldn't find it quite in my size. So it's uh, yeah. you you do lovely work. Thank you, I appreciate it.
0: So we have Sam here today to talk about petite sewing, and I kind of first wanted you to talk about. I think there's a colloquial idea of what petite is, and mm-hmm. like basically just it's a tiny person. And Mm -hmm. what is the actual definition of petite and can you be petite and plus size at the same time?
2: Yes, definitely. So petite is a lot, like you said, most people think just small person and essentially it's anyone under five foot. I've read both five foot three and five foot four that's considered petite, but like there's no actual rule that you have to be thin and petite, like like thin and short, essentially. It's just Anyone under five foot four or five foot three, okay. um and that's what's interesting is everyone just thinks it's like this small, short person, and that's not what petite actually is. You can be petite and have average size legs, and maybe you're just short up here. Like, and yeah, you can be plus size. There's a sewist I'm actually pretty good friends with on Instagram. Her name is Paulette, and I think her handle is Petite Font, and she considers herself fat sewist, petite sewist. So, okay. yeah, you can be both.
0: So that even adds probably more adjustments. But what kind of problems do you generally encounter in patterns and probably in ready to wear, unless it's a specific petite item, right? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, So the issues with patterns is most things are drafted for a minimum of five foot seven. Um, I'm five foot two. So I'm on the higher end of the petite, Um, but I'm five foot two. So five foot seven, it's already going to be too big for me and the thing is is like I said most people think it just means we have little legs but it doesn't mean that like my shortness is from chest to shoulder and then from like kind of above my knee to my ankle weirdly the bit from chest to like mid thigh is average size in air quotes like the proportions so it just it's so when you get given this pattern that's for someone who's five foot seven it's like well Where do I, how do I change? What do I do? And then most petites, even plus size petites, this is something I've learned from Paulette, is is shoulders are still narrower on most petite people. No matter what like body size you are, that's often a big issue. And that makes huge issues because it's hard to change necklines and stuff. And and that affects sleeves as well. Um, A lot of the time people just think you just lop off the, shoulder to make them narrower but you you can't you have to do things with because that still gives you a baggy neckline um so that's mostly it's just the fact that they're all the proportions and i know that talking to jenny that that was something similar for plus size or fat sewists that it's like it's about proportions not everybody's bigger in the same way as same as not everybody's short in the same way so that's the hardest I would say definitely the hardest part.
0: So do you is there a certain standard adjustment I mean it sounds like like a pattern company couldn't even be like petite friendly and like make it so that it would like work for most petite people mm-hmm. right like they yeah. would there's certain things you need to learn how to do right mm-hmm. it, it's not just simply uh I guess they can make it easier by having multiple yes. shortened and length shortened lines, lines. Mm-hmm. yeah um but so what do you do, do you, i'm like is there certain measurements petite sewists would need to take like to to figure that out or what mm-hmm.
2: so for me the biggest game changer was so like i knew i was short so it was like okay so these are the length and shortened lines that must be where i do this but it never worked for me like my biggest issue is um between my chest and my shoulders there's always huge amounts of fabric here Even if I go by the smallest size and then FBA, I still end up with too much. And I finally figured out, I think it was through pattern review. There was a lady who was trying to help me on there. And she sent me to a blog post on a blog called La Soista, I think. I have the link I can share with you guys. And she had this whole post on petiteing a pattern is what she would called it. And no one had ever mentioned it. I'd never seen it talked about it was it was a total game changer it was basically that you can be short between shoulder and chest so it was like you take a measurement from your shoulder and then your apex and so I think mine to compare to most patterns if you then compare it to a flat pattern I'm like an inch and a half shorter between there so that kind of makes sense why nothing would fit up there so this pattern taught you to just and it's not even that crazy an adjustment you literally just pinch out the length like you fold it out but obviously it scares a lot of people because then it screws up the armhole but if you're short here you probably don't need that armhole the reason you probably can't move your arms is because you're actually like they're too low down for you you need them shorter so that was a huge game changer for me so I pretty much always do that like I just made a tank like a simple knit tank and even that I had to take out that one inch length difference because I had a huge amount of side boob. It was, uh, could not go out in public. <laughs> so I had to like, just take this length out. And so that's definitely the major one for me. And also learning, yeah, to go by high bust rather than bust measurement, like often having to go by whatever the smallest measurement is just to fit my neck and my shoulders and then FBA it out to fit. Cause that's the thing, just cause I'm short doesn't mean I don't have bits to get around basically for want of a better (laughs) phrase so it's it's like this weird give and take of like trying to find the smallest size to then get to actually where you need to be and it's a bit of a nightmare oh and another thing I learned is that it's okay to make a smaller size in the back and a and a bigger uh, smaller size in like front and a bigger size in the back I do that a lot too (laughs) yeah I have narrow shoulders but then a broad back my friends call it the hugger
1: It's, it's interesting because some of the points that you mentioned there for me, the, the big um, game changer was realizing that going by high chest would give me a better fit. And I, I'd never realized that Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not broad shouldered. I feel like as a fat person. Even I expect myself to be really broad-shouldered and I'm I'm not. And mm-hmm. I didn't I I think I'd been back to sewing. It was when Cashmere released their calculator for sizing, maybe six months ago or eight months ago. And I put my mm-hmm. numbers in and it it changed completely the bodice size that I was supposed to select for the garments. Yep. And it made a huge difference in the fit where I'd been futzing around with boob darts and changing positions of darts and doing all this mm-hmm. other shit to try and make those armholes fit right and yep. make the neck right. Switching from what I'd been doing, which was like a 22 EF bodice down to a 20 whatever comes above the ENF and um, F G and H made, made all that difference there. And that had never occurred to me. So we mm-hmm. have that in common, just that, yeah. that knowledge that that knowing where your smallest point is has an impact, especially above your shoulders, right? Anything yeah. above here, above your armpits, probably needs that measurement to decide what's going to happen. Yeah, now, this part have you... is so
2: hard to adjust too. It's not oh. like there's so much going on that. And I, I hate are terrible. that. Yeah.
1: It would make me crazy to have to do all of my sleeves differently. I'm fortunate that even though I've got absolutely gargantuan wings, most garments that are sized to fit my chest fit my wings, it works out beautifully for me. So I don't have to do a lot of adjusting there because mm-hmm. to me, that that arm side and sleeve fit, that's more complicated geometry than a lot yep. of the other types of adjustments you can do. Have you yep. found any uh petite friendly pattern companies that you use?
2: Uh so the only one I've actually used is um Sinclair. Mm-hmm. They do uh tall and petite in their like basically oh. their pattern range comes in petite I think they call it average. I can't remember. Sorry. And then tall. And they actually sent me a pattern. It was out of the blue. They were just, I think because I used the petite hashtag, they sent me a pattern and well, they said I could just choose a pattern and there was no pressure to share. So I used the pattern. I still had to alter. It definitely still had to alter, but it was definitely easier. And it had like more shortened and lengthened lines. And just was, it just, it was just generally smaller proportion, so like those shoulders were all so like normally I have to uh alter my shoulders I think by almost an inch I have to take off whereas with the Sinclair it was like probably I don't know a quarter of an inch it wasn't it wasn't a lot at all it was definitely easier to work with uh, that's the only one I've actually sewn with there is a sewist on Instagram I think her name is sew.wendy who has like a Instagram highlight Of all the companies who make uh, stuff in a smaller chest size. Because the thing is, is like if you could, a lot of the companies don't go small enough to then FBA or whatever to get to where you need to be. A lot of them just don't go little enough. Like I said, the smallest, a lot of the time, the smallest is still an inch too wide on my shoulders, which also makes the neckline too. Wide, so Sinclair is the only one I actually have used myself. But yeah, so Wendy talks about a bunch of others. By hand, London just recently, uh, when they upped their sizes, they also lowered their sizes, which was kind of cool. I think they added two on either end, so they n- yeah. now go like probably one of the smallest of most companies. There is a lot of vintage patterns in the petite size range, but obviously they don't go. They're not size inclusive on the other end of it. The, they're, they're not inclusive to plus size petites, basically. But I do find the vintage is a better starting point for me because the proportions must have been different back then. Like the shoulders tend to be narrower, that kind of stuff. So it's like a easier starting point because I'm someone who ends up having to do like three or four muslins to get something to fit, basically.
1: Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I felt before indie pattern companies came about and started doing mm-hmm. extension of sizing because for anything i made that i didn't trace off of garments that already fit mm-hmm. um i was i was definitely going to be several attempts yeah. away from something i would want to wear outside of the house <laughs> yeah. because the there's is, when you, petite, ha- you
2: can't even have ready to wear that fits you because no one makes yep. it <laughs> like Ab- everyone's like, do you have a shirt you can trace i'm like no no the the issues are the same you find a magic thing in like a thrift store like i have a couple of dresses that i've found that fit me and i'm like i don't know how this came around but i'm going with it and i'm gonna just wear it to death because it fits me so
1: that's awesome sinclair is the one i had wondered if you had tried that's the only one i've experienced with the different different heights i've made a few of their i i think they do call it average but it may be called something else their middle zone because i'm I'm right there in the middle. I'm a five, six, which means that there are a fair number of companies that are drafting for my height. So, although weirdly, even though they're drafting for my height, oftentimes things are six or seven inches too long. So there's a (laughs) whole other, you know, question about whether or not they understand how tall people are when they say five foot six, you'd think there'd be be a way to determine that. But um, but anyway, it can be a little complicated there, but that's, uh, that's interesting. So, what are your, what would be your top, I guess your top rapid recommendation for somebody who's trying to, to really dive into adjustments for petite sewing?
2: Definitely getting good measurements and not just the standard chest, waist, hip measurement. Like that's not gonna, that's not gonna help you because we're not dealing with a width issue as a petite sewist mostly, you're dealing with a length issue. So Like I said, the one for me from the shoulder to chest was game changing. That's a good one. And then also chest, basically it's figuring out your proportions because like I said, you can just be short in so many different places. Everybody is kind of different. I think it's in fit for real people. They talk about like standing by a wall and have someone draw around you and then mark like your chest, your waist, your hip point so you can see like your knee line like for example for yeah. me a huge issue is like skinny jeans my knee is in the wrong place so I end up with this big baggy bit below my knee because my knee's too it's not in the right position for my jeans so it's like <laughs> if you can figure out the measurement between your knee and your ankle because you can't if you're five foot seven you're making or you're five foot two you're making a pattern that's drafted for five foot seven you can't just lop the bottom off it doesn't I mean for some people it might work but it doesn't for most people it doesn't work because you can't just assume that that's where you're short like your ratio between your knee and your ankle could be completely off compared to the pattern so I definitely would say really in-depth measurements like I did um the Brooks Ann um custom course Mm -hmm. like the skirt skills course and Uh, I've been like last this this spring I had a draping lesson with a friend um, who went to fashion school and having those measurements from the brooks and class just helps no end because it's like measurements from like the knobbly bit on the back of your neck to your waist that kind of stuff like most patterns will like especially older patterns will give that measurement and for example a lot of average patterns I think it's 17 or 18 mine's only 15 and a half so it's knowing those those measurements definitely measurements basically is my biggest biggest tip and then just trying one thing at a time because you just if you do too many you're going to get lost which I've definitely done a number of. but it does
1: sound like once you've established a few things that you know you have to look for it Mm -hmm. gives you a real a real leg up on the next pattern yeah. that you've never tried yes. knowing that probably x is something i'll have to do each and every time i've always got yeah. to measure the shoulders the and yeah sure whatever yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah shoulders definitely and that's those are things that you can measure on flat patterns yeah. You can mm-hmm. measure your shoulders if it's a good pattern company or have the apex. So you can take that measurement, that kind of thing. Those would be my biggest tips. It's hard because like I said, this is just my experience. So maybe other petite soists have had other experiences, other issues, but like the length thing in the, in the chest, I told another petite sewist about it. She tried it. It worked really well. So it's just, unfortunately it really is trial and error like for the last few years I kept waiting for some magic thing to happen and be like yeah now I just know how to do everything yeah didn't happen so I still it's still a big undertaking whenever I try and work with a pattern
0: so I think this is a really good suggestion for everyone um as far as the measurements go because I'm a tall person and Mm -hmm. so I have just usually added length to pants You know, most of my length is in my legs. So I, I can kind of, you know, figure that out pretty easily, Mm -hmm. but you know, because I'm tall, I tend to think. So the, uh, the crotch curve, I think, oh, this will need to be longer or at least this long. Mm -hmm. And actually I'd, I'd had some problems with pants where when I was walking, it was pulling on the front of my leg and I have thin legs. So I didn't think it was because it was too tight. And actually it's because the crotch curve was too long. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's something I never thought to measure because I'm fairly proportional in the, like I've never been, I sometimes do, I think of myself actually kind of longer wasted that I have had to, you know, add a little bit in the front, but knowing that exact amount, I think is more important when you really try to get into fit, then you have problems. If you haven't made, I can make most things okay. And yeah. then, so if I have something where it really matters, I don't know those proportions. And so then I can get caught up in it whereas it sounds like even from the get-go for you to get something reasonably well fitting you need these measurements
2: yeah because that's the thing sometimes people are like oh do you think maybe you're just being too like nitpicky and there's definitely a little bit of that with the further I long I get but like to take something out of the envelope so to speak it looks horrific. Like th- there's just fabric everywhere, and it's like, no, this is not what I'm going for. Or like the shoulder seam is like down by my elbow. I'm like, mm, it's not a drop shoulder.
1: Like this is yeah, terrible. And and knowing your own measurements and your proportions is helpful for that. I do a lot of pattern testing, but even there, I know I've usually got a lop an inch and a half off of the waistline. Mm-hmm. Of anything I make because I'm short-waisted, and so I automatically know if I don't do that, it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not going to hit at my waist. That's what unless... I I'm
2: actually long-waisted, so I'm <laughs> short here and then longer here. Like I'll buy ready-to-wear dresses, you know, they have like the waistband line. It like sits up on my rib cage. It needs to be like an inch and a half lower. So
1: yeah, for yeah, me, it's just... it's the opposite, and knowing what someone's block looks like is really helpful there too because the the cashmereet block. Is five foot six, short waisted, and chesty. So it works pretty well for me because that's pretty much and slightly pear shaped. And so it's like my body Mm -hmm. proportions are built into that block. And it's not always easy to see on someone's pattern site what their block looks like. Yeah.
2: I wish they would share more of that kind of information. Like, yeah, this is a, this is a more of a pear shaped kind of company, or this is more of a straight cut kind of company, just so that you knew. Not necessarily to avoid, but you knew going Going in. in, in, Like like someone told me there's like some Scandinavian company and obviously Scandinavian people are generally tall. So they draft for like five foot nine. I won't touch their patterns with a barge (laughs) ball because I'm like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) It's like almost another one of me. Yeah, so I just don't do it because I'm, no, too much work.
0: (laughs) But it would be helpful, I think, these measurements they totally exist. I mean, they yeah, have all these exactly. measurements. And so it would be nice, even if there was just something you could click on the website to say, this is the blo- the measurement of our blocks. It would be really nice yes. to just know how far is this. And then you could yeah. see where you were. I mean, that would be really nice. I think definitely there needs to be a little bit more push for some more information from pattern companies. I mean, more I know that that measurement. one measurement is, is maybe present in, In Big Four more than other companies, but other than that, Big Four is terrible with their garment measurements. I mean, they don't give you things like the finished waist. You know, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so. But it would be really helpful, especially for indie patterns. They're not limited by the back of the pattern cover. No, they have websites that we go to, and that kind of information would be so so helpful. Yeah,
2: that that neck to waist measurement is so helpful. And it's so often not to be found on indie patterns. Also, I've noticed that indie patterns a lot, like on dresses and things, don't mark the waistline. Like oh. It's like, well, I need to know, or they don't mark the, if it's not got a dart, they don't mark the apex.
0: Yeah. And it's like, that's like, no, you're right. They, need they to know absolutely where is don't.
1: Is. I've complained before about the back of the big four patterns, because oftentimes the only measurement they do give is back of the neck to the hemline and yeah. to me that feels like the least useful possible yeah. measurement i understand that there's something in value there you've got at least i guess you can look at the picture of the model and go well that's it. its her mid calf and if it's 50 inches she's a thousand feet tall or <laughs> or whatever it is, right? So I get that there may be some data you can get there, but it's not as useful as back of the neck to the waist. It's not as useful as waist or or chest finished measurement, which you have to, um, I know by experience, Joann's is not happy if you do this, Pull the tissue out and unfold it <laughs> to find that information. Well, that's and the thing they,
0: that's really weird is that they have
1: it written on the actual yes. pattern. It's yes. so, tough so you have to it. pull it out to find it. But people get grumpy about that. Like <laughs> they look at you like you're crazy, in part yeah. because how do you fold those things back up? But but if you can't get that data, especially if you fall below or above the sizing of that pattern, how do you know? And lately for me, it's because I buy the pattern on discount. I bring it home and I make the damn thing to see if it'll fit. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only you can't find that information anywhere else. And right now it amuses me to do this. I I don't know how long that'll last, but
0: (laughs) it's certainly not an option for people who are not advanced sewists who are making you know 10 things a week.
1: It's no. not a re- it's not a reasonable expectation no. for any sewist that the yeah. way you find out what the finished measurement is, you purchase the pattern, commit yeah. the fabric, and then measure it. That's a completely <laughs> yeah. unreasonable. No. That that's a really bar know. too far. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So this
0: is about, this is the third recent conversation that we've had where we've mm-hmm. talked about some fit issues and how helpful it would be to have kind of a book dedicated to something. So it sounded like, you know, you mentioned fit for real people. Does that, do you think that that has a comprehensive like petite section? No, see, No. I mean, it Jenny, has you like- and I are going to have to get into uh, commissioning yeah. people to write these books under the punk rockers name. <laughs> Yeah, like it has, it has
2: like one, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like they they talk about different fit issues and then they take like different people and show them fit in those people. And there is like a petite person in it, but okay. it's like one petite person who's petite in her, well, their own way. Like right. not in, it's not, yeah, it's not like, okay, if you're petite, these are the most normal, these are the common And even some of the uncommon alterations, like talk to petite sewists and ask us, like, what do you have to do and include those? Because it took me, I want to say it took me nearly two years to figure out that length thing because it's not mentioned in books. You don't really ever see it mentioned in like pattern companies and stuff. So if it would have been in a book, if there would have been a petite sewist's fit or like a fit for people who aren't average then book kind of book then it would have been in there and I would have found it a lot quicker like just lucky that some lady told me on pattern review she was kind enough to comment and say hey try
0: this you'll have to give me give us that that website you used Mm -hmm. and I can put it in the show notes because that sounds like it has some helpful information yeah Um, I mean
2: it's it's like a super old blog post and the photos are terrible and I'm sure the blog person would agree, but like the information is invaluable and it's clear enough that you can follow it. So.
0: Well, that's, that's good. wonderful.
2: I'll send it to you.
0: So what's a favorite thing you've ever made?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I feel like it's always just the latest thing. I made. Yeah.
1: I was going to say that. <laughs> that's how it feels to me, too. I've made hundreds of things, but it's i'm always most excited by whatever yeah. came out well last
2: <laughs> yeah although like i said to you earlier i actually learned to drape with a friend this spring because i was just so exhausted by patterns and trying to adjust them that a friend of mine uh, she's on instagram as the daily sew her name is mary she's my like sewing guru i love her um she uh went to fashion school and she offered basically there was this dress I found on Pinterest you know one of those things where you find an image and then it doesn't go anywhere and you're like oh great this is all I've got and I sent it to Mary and I was like how hard do you think it would be to make this and do you have any pattern ideas and she was like screw patterns or drape it and I was like "Uh, okay and I just made a padded dress form by this at this point again tired of fit and having issues and shoulders are impossible to fit on yourself because you know you can't pin the back of your neck and your shoulders and stuff so I made a padded dress form to look like me again using those comprehensive measurements from Brooks Ann and so because I taught
0: you to do to make that dress
2: form so she actually just did an entire blog series on it um she touches on it in the course but she actually did a whole blog series for free I think it was in connection with I want to say it was by hand london again so she did so she goes through the process to teach you how to do it so that's thinking of it that's definitely something if you're having fit issues it's the best thing you can do for yourself is have a dress form that represents you and by self padding it you can change it like you get bigger you get smaller you take or you add and you're not stuck with the dress form because I was originally going to mold one but then it made more sense to do this anyway so she taught me to drape and we basically copied this Valentino dress and it's got this big old collar on it and it like does up on the back of my neck and I made it with like a bright green sateen and then the bottom half is like a gray wool suit and then I wore it to wedding in LA and I loved it it's like really swishy
1: awesome
2: so, yeah so that's probably
0: so probably one of the reasons that you like it the best is that it was a draped pattern so you didn't I mean a draped dress so you didn't even need to mess with the pattern
2: the process was so much more fun like so Mary and I draped it like she taught me you basically we just used chunks of muslin and I draped it and then I took it off and drew the pattern out myself and then made it and I just kept texting her because the first muslin, there was still a couple of things that needed to change, but it was more just about how to construct it because obviously there was no instructions, but it was like, I kept texting her, Mary, this worked. Like this <laughs> thing actually fits me. And I only had to make one and it." It was just the weirdest thing because I was so used to like making the muslin and then being hugely disappointed because this thing fits, but this thing doesn't fit. And I was like, yes. So yeah, I'd probably say that's marvelous. been the most fun, but I understand for a lot of people draping is uh, intimidating and it's like, well, I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to buy a pattern and use a pattern. So right. I get it, but it is fun.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a nice alternative stressful. though for people mm-hmm. because it sounds like you really enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, the process was a lot less stressful.
1: And then we just need to figure out how to take Mary and ship her to anyone All who around would the like country. To do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put yeah. it in a box. She doesn't,
0: mind, she doesn't nah, mind. No, she won't
1: care. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, so I'd probably say that was my, my favorite. Right now, ask me again in six months, it'll be
0: something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you mostly make dresses or tops and pants or? Uh,
2: so... I would have said mostly dresses. And then lately I've been on this, uh, I really want to make pants kick. So I just finished a pair uh, three days ago. So I made a pair of pants and I made the Axis um, tank, I think it's called. So I made a tank and pants and uh, that might be my new go-to thing. Just nice to have something different in the wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, generally dresses because I'm lazy. And I like dresses because then you only have to think of one thing to wear. I agree. Everyone, everyone's like, see, so you're all like put together because you're wearing a dress. It's like, mate, it's one thing. I just took it out and put it on instead of having to find things that coordinate. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Jenny, I'll agree with you on that. 100%. It's, I'm It's really bad at matching colors because I've got a form of colorblindness. And so- okay a dress, often you're using one fabric, maybe you're using a second one. And if it doesn't quite match, probably people think that's quirky. And yeah. so you're okay. <laughs> but, but once I have to start figuring out what pants go with what top I get really lost. So yeah, Dress <laughs> is a nice safe
2: bet.
0: So is there anything else that you would like to um, mention about petite sewing?
2: Those length measurements. It's okay for it to not be taken out in the places the pattern tells you to take it out from Mm -hmm. it's okay to do it whatever works for you
1: yeah that's good to hear i what i want to see as a result of this is i want to see all of our sewists who are not fitting in the norm for a pattern backs against the wall ikea paper roll behind you Mm -hmm. and doing an outline because it really does give you a couple of things. One of them is obviously a place where you can look at measurements. You can understand what your body looks like, maybe better than you do from ph- photographs and things like mm-hmm. that. But it's also an opportunity to kind of confront that that image and be comfortable with it as yeah. part of what's going to help you get a better fit. So, yeah,
2: and there might be things that you see that you would never have seen otherwise, like
1: that you wouldn't have Much realized. Shoulder sloping so. versus yeah yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I have yeah. one that's
1: higher than the other.
0: And then mm-hmm. like a
2: hip, the, the the opposite hip that's, yeah, all locked well, That's in, an important
0: note that you need to be standing up because <laughs> yeah, um, he, he, you can't just do a chalk outline like a dead person, right?
1: Yeah. 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 It, Proper posture. Yeah. I mean, assuming you're not planning to generally wear it, just lying down, Um, probably, <laughs> yeah, standing. Yeah. I think gonna Jim is really going to be Get
0: excited it. to help me with this.
1: I So yeah, what I'm looking for... Is the one where instead of padding your dress form, which is definitely the way to go, I want Jim to help you with the one where you're duct tape into your dress form. <laughs> Um, and that is that is the, the video. No, he would content. leave me duct taped. <laughs> the, I do the not Video test content I am dying for. Yeah. So, my fellow was um, very
2: upset when I decided to pad and not we were gonna use like uh, is it mod rock or stuff like the plaster stuff to actually yep. mold it. He was very disappointed when I decided
1: to go the other route. He
2: was like, hey, but, I was like, no, you'll just plaster me and then leave me stuck <laughs> yep. in the living room on my own. Yeah. And there's
1: way too much potential for uh disgruntled spouse's partners or others. Because <laughs> truthfully, if I had to set either of you up in that way, I would just leave you there at least yeah. long enough to make you wonder if I meant it. Definitely, <laughs> um,
2: definitely. And like in a really awkward position with like a beard, just a course. little too far away. Yep. <laughs>
1: That's exactly it. I love yeah. it. Well, we very much appreciate your joining us um, to have this conversation because it's one. Thank you so much everyone's for having me. a little me. tall. I'm a little wide. We we haven't really I'm looked at tall. the other directions <laughs> as much. So, <laughs> Well, I really appreciate
2: it. It's been a lot of fun. See, See you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday
1: punk
0: frockers is created produced and edited by beverly baptiste and jenny hasler on instagram you can find the podcast at punk frockers you can find jenny at jo Hassler and beverly at weeds to wildflowers our artwork and music is created and performed by jim Duran. you can find him on instagram and his website at jimduran.art